This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get on to the episode. Hey everybody, welcome back. Another episode of the Principal Leadership Lab. We are in season two, and this is episode number two. Adam, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great. Season two, episode two, it seems surreal to even be talking like a season two, doesn't it? I mean, who yeah. we make it past season one? I don't feel seasoned. Well, but, you look seasoned. But <laughs> I am well done. I am well done. <laughs> I'm a little more medium rare, I think. <laughs> you are. You are. You are rare. That's that's for sure. You're a rare bird. You're yeah, rare that's bird. good. That's rare really bird. Good. Yep. No, I'm, I I know. I, I agree with you, though. I can't I can't believe it. You know, season one started during the pandemic, like so many of our you know colleagues have, have mentioned. They've started these covid projects. And this was definitely our, our pandemic project. And uh, it's to be sitting here today and it's still continuing. And and uh, we're, we're talking about season two. I mean, that's exciting stuff. I'm, I'm thrilled. Yeah. And in preparation for today, when you look back at people who have been listening to the different episodes, it's again, I can't think of a better word than just surreal to see, like, remember all the way back to the very beginning, it started just with the two of us. And here we are season two, episode two, just the two of us. And yeah. then, you know, some of the, like our, I think it was our, no, we had two different episodes with groups of three. There was yes. a social justice episode. Yep. Way then, back. Yep. And then later on, we had another group of three. Do you remember that one? Yeah, it was the the our friends who wrote the uh, the uh, the book, and uh, of course I'm on the spot. The name is going to escape me. Yeah, the uh, the name of the book. So, yeah, that was that was great though. We've had uh, yeah, that was great. It was, and uh, several different um, trails that we've gone down in exploration. And every time I get to meet somebody new, it ends up to be such a great episode things that I didn't know that we were going to talk about that we ended up learning from instead of just, you know, talking about it. It's great. I love it. The, the people that I've met on our podcast, I feel like they're friends now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Rachel George, that was, that was it. Nice. Rachel George and, and Kate Barker. Um, th- those ladies, those wonderful ladies, uh, Courtney Frua. Um, yep. Yeah. yeah. So, so think that about was, that groups that of three fun. all the way through our individuals, just the two of us. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So technically, I mean, we ended season one with 65 episodes. So this is technically episode 67 in total. Yeah. And just the two of us today. So and Ryan Scott's catching up. He is boy, Ryan. Good job for you, buddy. Great mm-hmm. job. He's plowing through. He's doing he some magnificent work. And you know what? We haven't been on his, uh, his podcast. No. No, I'm, he did invite I'm, me on a while ago, and then something happened. I forget what what it was. It was toward the end of the school year, I believe, last year. All right, that happens. Yeah, it happens. So, Ryan, if you're listening, uh, hit us up. We'd love to come on, and we'd love to come on as a duo. That'd be great. It. Be a yeah, lot of fun. awesome. Speaking of duos, t- today's episode is a little different. We have yeah. two of us, but yeah. we're gonna flip the script today, and Jeff is going to be the guest on the Principal Leadership Lab. Yeah, I'm excited about that. The first time we've ever done something like this. 
have you been uh, able to sleep or were you nervous or how, how are you handling this pressure? I'm very nervous. Cause I don't know what, you know, I don't know how you're going to treat me. Well, I never know how you're going to treat me, but I don't know what questions you're going to ask. And so we didn't, you know, we didn't plan for any of this. We just knew that this was something we wanted to try. And uh, it seemed like good timing to do that. It did. And it, it's not really the same script that we always follow. Cause for right. those who have listened, they know that we talk about leadership journeys we talk about what hope you can find within your day, what, what are you looking forward to, and then a, a challenge, opportunity, struggle, whatever it may be, somewhere in the middle to talk about those things. And I'm sure that you're going to come across some of those, but I really want to take time just, first of all, to congratulate Jeff, my longtime friend, in the publication of his first book, Becoming Principal. And I yeah. played a small part in it. And uh, the forward, probably the best forward I ever read in, in any book. I mean, I'd like Same. to you know throw Same. that out there. Same. You know. Yeah. So uh, that's quite the accomplishment. So we're not just going to talk about our normal script and have Jeff talk about his leadership journey, but he is going to talk about some of his leadership journey because sure. we're going to focus on your book because congratulations, brother. That's, sure. a, that's an amazing facet for anybody to complete. And I'm, a, I'm jealous. I'm excited. I'm proud. So well, thank you. Leadership so Lab congratulates you. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that book that you got there? Because it ends before I enter your life. So your life wasn't yeah. that exciting prior to that. <laughs> right, right, right. That's very true. Um, thank you very much, first of all. And um, I'm, I'm thrilled to be sitting here and talking with you about it. It is a great forward. You did a great job on the forward. And there was nobody else that I would have thought to ask to write the forward besides you. Thank you. And um, so thank you for taking the time and really reading and, and writing you know, the book. Um, but it, you know, it's, it's, uh, I don't know, I don't even know where to start. I mean, it's, it's you, you and I, for those who don't know, you and I have written for a long time, Yes. you know? Um, so, I mean, technically the, you know, you and I met before the actual action of this book because we taught together and then I became principal. Right. So, I mean, but you and I wrote for, for many years prior and it was mostly, you know, we, we dabbled in writing fiction and we would you know, even talk about and share the works that we had been writing. So I've always wanted to write and have something published, but I never thought it would be this. And so I think when I, when I was getting ready to turn 50, it's funny that I speak about that because next week I turn 51, but as I was getting ready to turn 50, you know, a year ago, um, I started really reflecting deeply on like, how did I get to this place? You know, I'm 50 years old, I'm entering into my 25th year of public education, um, and how did I get to this place? And every thought led me back to the very first school where I was principal. And that was uh, W.J. Murphy Elementary School in Round Lake Park out in Lake County here in Illinois. And uh, I spent eight years, 10 years in the district, but eight years at that elementary school. And everything I feel that I know about being a leader, about being a building principal, about um, kids and teachers and parents, I learned at, at that school. You know, that, that gave me the start. And uh, it was a very formative, you know, few years. Like think about kids going to school for the first time, those first few formative years. I, that's how I felt about, you know, being principal at that school. They, they taught me how to become principal. And uh, I mentioned them in the, in the dedication at the beginning. You did. So. Didn't you just have your picture taken too with somebody from, was it W.J. Yeah. Murphy? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on his birthday. So, yeah, on his birthday. So if you read the book, uh, Mr. George appears um, a few times in the book, and he was our custodian, and he still is the custodian there at oh School. He still is, and I got the chance to meet up with him again. And it's been about it's been a number of years since I left there, um, maybe t- ten years or going on ten years. Um, and and uh, so we met up now, on his happened to be on his birthday. Um, I got to have lunch with him, buy, buy him lunch and sign a copy of his book. And uh, he hadn't even gotten to the chapter where he first appears in the story <laughs> yet. So I didn't give anything away to him, but it was a pleasure to meet up with um, Mr. George, as we as we all lovingly called him. Yep. Do you remember our uh, custodian's name from Heritage Elementary School? Juan. Exactly. Juan, Juan, Juan Madrano. Yes. I was going to go through yeah. a little scenario that it's yeah. amazing the role that our custodial staff plays in the leadership of a school building. If it looks like trash, guess what? Our students don't behave quite as well because they're sure. building like trash. And way back when when we were at Heritage Elementary School, uh, so you weren't first year teaching there, but I was first year teaching there. And I was I was at the butt crack of dawn early all the time. So, you know, it was still dark yep. I'm rolling into school. And I just thought the doors would be open, but they're not. They weren't in, in U46 at that time. We didn't have a key to get in. Yeah. One, he would look at me through the glass and he'd say, you must be crazy. You can come in. <laughs> so I, that accent probably doesn't help with his no, nationality. No. So, but um, <laughs> it was a heavy accent and he would let me yeah. in, but it was funny because he didn't let other people in. So, uh-huh. so I'd be in my room and people would be throwing rocks up in my window to like come down and let me in. And I was like, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to. So yeah, Juan played a big role and that was back. We shared yeah. their heritage and yeah, I can, I can list uh, just a litany of custodial staff and maintenance staff over the course of my career that yeah. have played as big of a role as any principal or teacher in the lives of our students. No, you're, you're so right. I mean, um, they always say, you know, I remember, I'm sure you remember when you were a first year teacher, or first couple of years that the, you, the, the people you want to get to know first are the front office people and the custodians. And yep. it's, it's so very true. And look, Juan wouldn't let anybody else in, but you, so yep. <laughs> they, must have, they must not have gotten to know him very well. Like, like I actually you. think he just felt bad for me because I was sitting outside Probably. freezing, you know. Probably did. I don't yeah. know why you got there. there. You got there before the milk arrived. I did. I did. And, and so you said front office staff. Do you remember who our, our I don't know if it was a lead secretary or admin assistant? I don't remember, but do you remember her name? Flossie and Alina. Yes. How, how could how could you forget those two? Well, Flossie, I think you may know the story, but she ended up going to um, Three Lakes with her husband when when yeah. he retired, and he was the butcher at my grocery store when I went to Manaqua, Wisconsin, to start teaching yeah. there. I remember. So that. I was able to rekindle that relationship or keep it alive, and we'd visit. They got to know our kids. They were kind of surrogate grandparents because we didn't have any. My parents and Kathy's parents weren't in Manaqua, so we still keep in touch and. I'm telling you, it's, those are the people, they're the glue that we come back for. Yeah. Yeah. Those people are definitely the glue. And, and I mean, just, just, you know, sitting here talking about people that we remember from so many years ago, I mean, that was 20 plus years ago and we we still remember their names and what they look like because I mean, this is the business we're in the business of, you know, building relationships. And and our staff that we worked with closely as teachers, I can go through that entire pod in fifth and sixth grade at Heritage and even some of the other teachers. But anyway, this isn't about Heritage or anything in there, but I will say that part of Jeff's book, Becoming Principal, one of my most favorite stories was about Mr. George, because I just felt like, oh, I got this. I'm connected to this, even though I never met Mr. George, because I think we can all assimilate 
if we've been in any, in any of our schools, uh, whether it's Juan Madrano, Ken Lesbrance, another guy I know up here, um, Dean Pichy, a guy in my current building, Mr. George in your building, we all have those people so we can relate. So you did a great job at making connections because those are emotional connections, Jeff. I wanted to keep reading to find out more. So that was Good. a great job. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it was important and it's important that I, you know, that share those stories with those people and, 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 you know, reaching out to them, I was hoping that, that um, certain people would want to contribute their memories to, to the book. Cause that's how I went about it. Hey, can you, can you think of a time, you know, connecting with people through Facebook has been a blessing because that's how I reached all of them. You know, can you, can you just remember a time or a, a few memories back during those eight years when I was principal there, it doesn't have to necessarily necessarily be about me, but just give me some memories of that time, our time together. And, and their memories came flooding in through email and I was able to use them in different parts of the book. So, you know, one of the, well, not one of the, my next favorite part of your book was also toward the beginning and you're going to have to explain it to our listeners right now, but you don't want to give the whole thing away because right. they, they need to buy this book because he's you know, wasting away. He needs some royalties and he needs more than beans and rice to live. So buy the book people. He, um, you, you talk about your, your position. I believe it was at WJ Murphy, if I remember, or was it your middle school where you got to meet the former principal? Oh, that was there. That was, that was one WJ of Murphy before I even started okay. the, the, so, the May, the May prior to my starting. Yes. Let me uh, set the table because I, yes, I, I, so if you told me that story, like so many other stories you told me, I didn't listen all the way. So I didn't remember that story until I read the book. Yeah. So Jeff, was being recruited to, you were hired, you were hired, I was hired already, yep. to uh, take the position as principal in, in the process of becoming principal. And um, I don't know who it was, your superintendent, if I remember correctly, right? Assistant Soup, yeah. Assistant Soup was walking you through the building and thought it would be a good idea to introduce you to this principal. And Jeff thought it was probably like, you know, retirement, outgoing, maybe not the same thing, but it was a little bit awkward. Why don't you tell the rest of the story? Because it's- yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he brought me over. I was happy to do so, you know, to, to walk, walk me around the building, meet some of the teachers, sh- show the teachers um, who are, especially who are on the committee uh, that they were listened to and that their, their pick had been selected. And, and that was me. So I was humbled to walk around and meet people. And, and uh, it was May, it was the end of the year. And uh, the last stop in the building, um, he brought me up to the main office where the outgoing principal was packing her, packing the office up and, um, you know, thought it would be wise for me to sit down with her as kind of a transition meeting. And she could explain to me some things. And um, I quickly, he, he left. So he left, he left me in the office there. And uh, I quickly discovered that she wasn't happy to see me uh, because, you know, she had been asked to leave. Um, unfortunately for her. So it was a very awkward moment for the both of us. I didn't want to see her unhappy. She definitely was not in the mood to see or talk to me. <laughs> you know, she uh, understandably so, you know, it wasn't anything against me, but it just put her both of us in a really awkward position. And uh, I'll never, I'll never forget that. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, it was, uh, I was awkward. <laughs> well, Jeff, your writing did a good job because I think when, when an author can provide the words for the reader to feel or sense the emotion of the words that they're reading, mm-hmm. and I don't usually make noises or smile or laugh or at funny things in books or cringe if it's scary or you know whatever. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really show that kind of effect. 
But when I read your manuscript and I got to that point, I was like, oh, no. I mean, I spoke it out loud because <laughs> yeah. I can only imagine how bad that would feel for you yeah. and for her. That had to have been an awful situation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for the compliment. And it, it, it definitely was. I, I To this day, I don't understand, you know, you know. I'm sure in, in hindsight, he thought, oh, boy, maybe that was maybe that was awkward, yeah. but may, maybe yeah. he didn't. I don't I don't know. You know, the interesting thing about Round Lake at the time also was that this these people were not necessarily educators. You know, that Round Lake was in the red and it was they were taken over by the state of Illinois for financial reasons. And so they brought in a CEO and a CEDO to take care of the education side and, and, a, and a finance guy who were not necessarily all educators. You know, they were just there to run a business and get it back to black, which they did, by the way. Yeah. So are you telling me that your first job was just because nobody else applied? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's reading between the lines. That's the, that's the next book. No. Yeah. Right. No, hopefully not, Adam. Hopefully not. No, no. Um, so I'm not going to give away all the stories of the book because it's not a thousand page book. So I don't want to have, you know, I want people to go and get the book, but you also had some stories in there about students. And I, mm -hmm. I purposely am not asking questions about that because this is the part of who Jeff Prickett is. Um, and I'll tell you why I say that in a second, but would you mind highlighting just a, a tidbit about one of the students that you had contact with in your in your book. You don't have to go into the whole detail because like I said, it is important to understand who Jeff Prickett is. Sure, absolutely. Absolutely, I think that's important. Um, you know, I, I do talk about a number of, of kids in, in the book and you know i think in the in the either the in the in the beginning or in the at the end um i do there is like a i don't know if you want to call it a disclaimer but you know there were so many stories you know that happened over the course of eight years that i couldn't possibly put them all in one book nor could i remember remember them all but you know certain kids for any educator are always going to stand out and you're always going to remember. And so um, I will just really briefly tell you um, about uh, chapter six, because it's entitled Corey <laughs> for a reason. The whole chapter ended up being about Corey and uh, that is his real name. And I did, I did reach out to him and make sure that I could use it. And he re actually read the entire chapter beforehand and um, just to make, you know, to give me permission to use his real name. Um, and, um, but that, that young man who, who did grow up to be an incredible young man, I first met him in first grade and it was coming off of um, my very first admin stint. It wasn't my, this elementary principalship was my second admin stint, but I was not, you know, I had been a Dean and an AP at a middle school prior. And so I was coming off of uh, being an AP at a middle school handling discipline, all discipline. And so when I first met Corey, um, he gave me a run for my money for, for a couple of years. But one of the first encounters I had with him um, was um, him headbutting me. And so um, and wondering me, wondering after the initial shock wore off of that sting, you know, the little first graders head meeting mine aggressively. Um, was I kind of laughed and I thought, what, what do I do with this? You know, I, I don't know how to, I'm not going to suspend a first grader, but I kind of wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just, you know, get, just understanding, you know, listen, I told, I told the interview team this when they interviewed me, like, I, I don't know anything about elementary school. You know, I'm going to just say that right up front, except that I went to one many years ago 
And I don't know about being in elementary school. I don't know about teaching kids to read or what to do when a first grader is crying. I don't know. And for some reason, they still hired me. <laughs> and uh, this was my first test. Corey was my first test. And, um, you know, we, we ended up being being really close. And um, I met up with him in eighth grade again when I moved to the middle school level. And he was there. <laughs> I'm starting to see a very clear picture about the state taking over and maybe no other applicants. And I'm starting to see this is becoming more clear as you talk. The fire sale. Yeah. The fire sale. So if we just do a quick recap, Jeff, you've talked about custodians, you've talked about office staff, you've talked about students, and that's not the end of it. That's just some of the key components that I thought were a little bit more fun. To, sure. that I laughed at when I was reading and the things I appreciated. And I think probably many other principals or leaders that are even formal or informal leaders can understand within a school. So again, it your book isn't like a Marzano or a Reeves mm-hmm. or a DeFore. It's not a how to do things. But what I love about it, we all learn from stories. Sure. I think it's if it's not some research-based something or other out there about learning from stories, it's got to be one of the top reasons that we learn so well around the campfire, why we can remember those stories from grandma and grandpa. I think when when your readers read your book, Jeff, they're going to learn from your experiences because of the narrative that you put the book in. And I think that's a, that's a great trait. Not everybody can do that. So yeah. uh, congratulations, man. Good, good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. I, and I think that's important. I'm glad you bring that up because it's... Um, you know, the title could be misleading. It's, it's, if you're looking to, to learn how to become a principal, don't read this book. <laughs> you know, I'm just kidding. If you want to st- if you want step-by-step instructions there, uh, I will tell you right now, you're not going to find a book that contains that. And if anyone tries to do that, you know, just read it carefully because, um, yeah. you know, you, you have to experience and that's what this is about. It's my leadership journey. It's my experiences. And hopefully people learn from that. There are some, you know, what I, what I termed, um, lesson alerts in the, in the book, you know, after explaining the narrative and going through the story, you know, just kind of pulling out the lesson that I learned from that experience. So, you know, um, I, I can see like a, a series of 10, so you could have a Jeff Prickett becoming principal, but then you could have an Adam DeWitt becoming principal. You could pick any principal that you have, well, and they could great. all be the same title, becoming principal, but different author, because each of our stories would be so drastically different. And I would anticipate that we could learn from each of those people that were in that series of 10, you know, rather than a, a prescriptive book. I don't need a prescriptive book. That's a great idea. You know what I did? I did talk to Darren uh, Pepper, uh, our friend and, you know, my publisher with Road to Awesome about a, a about a thinking about a series, uh, becoming principal series. And you just lit the fire and um, gave me a great thought on what that could possibly look like with different leaders, different. We should, uh, should we stop recording this? Should I cut that out while we edit it so nobody steals it yet? <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Okay, but, but but you and I had talked about writing a book, uh, you know, and and the, this podcast actually is what came out of it instead of the book. Yep. Um, another great creative adventure, but uh, what a great idea! Yeah, thank you. So it would be unfair to our listeners if I didn't take you down some of the principal leadership lab questions, right? Yeah, uh, I guess so. Let's go. I, I think so. Uh, so. I think you're right. I, I can't stress enough, people, get the book, read the book, because it's not prescriptive. It's fun. You could read it easily in a weekend, right? We're not talking a thousand pages. Oh, it's a little over a hundred. And it's well-written and you're going to leave feeling good about what happened through Jeff's experiences and you'll be able to apply many of them to yourself. So on Great. to the tough questions. Now, Jeff is, 
he is not prepped for anything that I have to offer. And uh, for many of you, you probably realize that I probably didn't prep it either. So we never know what's going to come next. We never know. That's, never what, know. that's what I love about it. But I'm not going to go too far off script because I want to make sure Jeff looks good today for once. So Jeff, can you take us down a, a, a walk through your experience and share with us a leadership opportunity or challenge that you've experienced and uh, whether you've uh, failed at it and what you would recommend we don't do, or maybe one that you've already overcome and you should follow my path because I, I blazed it for you. Yeah. Thank Good you. One. Thank you. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's a lot, there are a lot of them, Adam. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, you know, just in terms of the, the leadership journey, you know, I, I think, I think that, um, you know, you and I both probably had fairly typical routes through education. You maybe, you maybe took a, took a turn where I, whereas I didn't, but, you know, I started where most, once, once I figured out what the heck I wanted to do with, you know, with my life. Um, what I, turn did I take, by the way, what are you talking about here? When, when you went off and did some district work, right? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought you were I, talking like I went and became a carpenter or something. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Although you did, you, you did, you know, roast and sell coffee for a while. Uh, yeah, I did do that. That was yeah. a little bit of a different term, but I don't think you ever stopped being an educator. No. While you no. were doing that, right? It was just a, a side hustle, if you will. Um, uh, what I meant was, you know, I, I did, I went from teacher to dean to AP to principal, right? And and so the pretty pretty traditional trajectory up the up the chain, right? Uh, even even my principalships have been elementary, then middle, then high school, you know. So um, I think that you know, if you're asking me about an opportunity that I had, and remember um, that's because of live chance. So you, if you want to take it, it and make it an, a challenge, that's okay. No, you're right. Live, live gotta love live she oh yeah helped us to focus instead of thinking about things in terms of challenges as opportunities right and I, I i really appreciate that perspective of hers but i think adam that um i know many of our guests have taken the you know the current pandemic route and talked about covid and it's really hard not to you know yes. and so i think i'm gonna do the same <laughs> because this has been, you know, we talk, we've talked about it this year, you and I, I've talked about it here in my current school, that this year has been probably the toughest start that I've ever personally had, ever. I thought the pandemic, when it first started, was rough, you know, and realized how much I needed relationships with people. And, and so that's when, you know, we, I started and you did too, jumping into Facebook groups with Hal Bowman, like men in education, um, getting involved more in Twitter chats, connecting with people online over Zoom, starting this podcast, you know, just really, really understood the need for human connection, you know, but this year in particular, uh, with all of the ups and downs and all of the changes um, and all of the talk about, uh, you know, at the, especially like we heard at the end of last year about toxic positivity. And so really trying to be cognizant as a building leader of not shoving positivity in people's faces, so to speak, um, really just trying to just remain positive and, and focus on my admin team and my teacher team and trying to help them to remain positive by being that positive uh, force and, and guide in their lives and wondering and thinking about how I could do that, you know? So I'm still struggling with that. It's still, it's still a, a, it is a challenge, but it's also an opportunity. 
I think that's great. And I think what you're saying though is you can try to be positive as much as you want, but sometimes you falter as well. And I think that's okay because I think sometimes people set out to do something and it doesn't go according to plan. So they give up and they feel worse than they did before they started, but you get back on the horse. I know every morning I get a, Hey, you were tagged in a Twitter post by your friend, Dr. Prickett. And it's usually a pretty positive outcome. It shows that your like mile times are like down to four minutes and 30 seconds you know, maybe, maybe double that, but yeah, yeah but they're pretty fast. So, you know, and it starts on with a positive comment, positive thought. And, uh, you know, sometimes I can carry that forward. And then some days I feel not so positive, but I try to get back on that horse, you know, first period, the bell rang second period, you know, my life is controlled by bells. So, yeah. you know, yep. we, we got to get back on the horse and ride it to the finish line. Mm. So, Yep. You're, you're so right. That, that is, that is hard. So I think little subtle things like that, I keep trying to do. And you know what? The funny thing is that I post those on Twitter. I, and then I post the same thing on Instagram and uh, all of, I don't know about you, but all of my kids here at the high school, not all of them, because I have, you know, 2,400 of them, but many, many of them started following me on Instagram and reposting my positive tweets or and my posts on Instagram. So then I thought, Oh, wow. You know, I, I have to keep posting these because I really maybe maybe it's helping somebody, right? <laughs> so is it okay if other principals do what you're doing for their Instagram account, or is that too much copycat? No, they should. Uh, they absolutely should. You know, I I, I think that's I think that's a, an absolute must. You know, I think if it helps somebody, then you know, all of our ideas, Adam. You know, are are we. Well, not all, of them, but most of them that we were our copies or some type of a, a pattern from that we found from somebody else, which is what we're supposed to do. You know, I think we're supposed to. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. So what's the message you're sending to your students that it's OK to cheat? Copy? <laughs> is that what you're telling us right now on the on the principal leadership lab? I think that it's OK to uh, be an influence and use your influence. Oh. So that's that what a, I painted you into a corner and you got yeah. out of it pretty good. That's use, nice. use your influence. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with Jeff hundred percent. I think that if, there, if you're doing something good and somebody copies it, that is the best form of flattery. I love it when other districts want to hire one of my teachers. Cause I feel like then we did a good job. Yeah, go ahead, come yep. after them. And I'm yep. going to try my best to keep them, you know? So <laughs> love it. But, uh, when they want them, that's okay with me. You know, I'm, I'm not mad at you trying to get my good people. That means you've done a good job. I agree. Love it. Well, we're coming to an end. And Jeff and I, when we talked about this today, just before we started recording, we were discussing that it's probably not going to be as long as our normal podcast, but here we are. Just it happens all the time. All the time. Yep. We could keep talking forever. Yep. So before we let our listeners off the hook and Jeff to go home to feed his brood of kids and his wife, we have uh, one final question, Jeff. Do you know what it is? Mm. Well, I'm thinking it might, you're going to ask me something about hope. Yeah. So what are you hopeful for, Mr. Prickett, Dr. Mm -hmm. Prickett? Yeah. It's the same person, you know, (laughs) you know what I, you know, I, I didn't prepare for that, Adam. I didn't know if you would ask me that or not. And that's why I didn't prepare for it. And so um, I think that I am hopeful that we can continue to encourage and inspire and use our influence for good and recognize that um, many people, even though you may not realize it, no matter what role you're in in education, many people are watching you 
and they are um, they want role models. They want a good role model, whether you're the custodian, whether you're another student, whether you're um, in the front office, a teacher, an admin, whatever. You you're being watched all the time, and so it's my hope that people really understand that and take that seriously, and use that to your advantage. You know, you understand your sphere of influence and really un and think about how you can use that for the betterment of of our of our future here, because that's what we're doing. <laughs> so well, Jeff does not write blank checks. You can cash that one in, baby, because that's good parenting <laughs> advice. That's good yeah. advice. That's yeah. principal advice. That's for anybody that has anybody under them. You know, not, and I'm not talking like in terms of a formal leadership structure, but anybody that looks up to you. So that could be a peer, that could be your children, that could be students, could be your neighborhood kids. They are watching and they mimic us all the time. Uh, yeah. Think about the kids that, you know, when Michael Jordan came out in the first pair of Air Jordans, where everybody had Air Jordans, right? Um, uh, yeah. Favre was the quarterback. It was no more Lynn Dickey's. It was all Brett Favre jerseys. I don't know if the Bears have had anybody that people wear jerseys for anymore, but if they did, it'd probably still be Jim Harbaugh or something, right? No, no, no. You know our guy Justin Fields is hot <laughs> and ready. I'm seeing more Fields jerseys than ever. Well, uh, this is about Jeff, but I'm going to throw one story in from Heritage. My first year, so 96, I was at Heritage. Jeff wasn't there yet, and I was teaching, and that's the year that the Packers won the Super Bowl for the first time in a long time. And so I was, my mom would send me our local newspaper from Marinette, Wisconsin. She'd send it to me every week. So I get a, you know, flavor of the Packers going on, what's happening. And that was fun. And then uh, I was, you know, poking and prodding the students I had in my class at the time. And they were all Bear fans, you know, in fact, you had those students the next year. Yeah. But they were all, you know, like Brittany Jefferson, you know, yeah. Amos, they all, oh, yeah. yeah. So they, they, all of those students were making fun of me because I was a Packer fan. And then at Christmas time, they were all wearing Reggie White jerseys, Brett Barb jerseys. Can you imagine? Oh, so they do guy. look up to you. You yeah. don't know if they're watching. So yep. keep that in mind, people. Take nope. Jeff's check, cash it in. It's gold. People are watching you no matter what you're doing. And uh, so be on guard and do the right thing. Um, another phrase that uh, Matt Harden and I have been tossing around at, at work, if we treat every situation with compassion, you never have to say you're sorry. You know? Wow. Yeah. Cause it's we don't so know what people bring to the table. We don't nope. know what their issues are in life. So, but if you treat them with compassion, it doesn't matter if they're right or wrong or whatever, you know, treat them with compassion. You don't have to say you're sorry. Treat everybody with compassion. That's right. Everyone with kindness. You know, I, I think that's, there's nothing that, that matters more and there's nothing that people will remember more than that, how you treated them. Right. I sure hope so. That's I all. Really do. Well, Jeff, it's been a pleasure talking to you today. Um, What's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Hey, you know, I'm on all the socials, so you can probably best find me on Twitter at JD Prickett or Instagram under the same name. Those are probably the two best places to DM me, find out more, you know, hook up. If you want to come on the Principal Leadership Ship Lab with Adam and I, that's the best way to do it. Yep. But uh, this has been a lot of fun, different, but yet not different because it's like a conversation that we've been having for the last 20, 25 years. Yep, totally. Yeah, I look forward to, uh, I don't know who's next, but we have had several new people register for do. Uh, joining on the yep. Principal Leadership Lab. So I look forward to meeting some new friends and uh, I hope that you guys are looking forward to it as well. Yeah, we, we do hope that. So hit us up if you want to be on the show. We'd love to have you. You can find us here on Twitter 
Uh, look for the Principal Leadership Lab. You can find us there as well and DM us and we'd love to have you on the show. So Adam, this has been great. Let's do it again sometime. All right, Jeff, why don't you take us home? You started this whole thing, so I'll let you pull it on too. All right. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining Adam and I today on the Principal Leadership Lab. Adam, I'll see you next time.